Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2215, Financial Mass Destruction, by Jesse Kramer of bestinterest.blog. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. We have a new author on the show today, Jesse Kramer. I'll tell you more about him after the reading. So for now, let's hear today's post as we optimize your life. Financial Mass Destruction by Jesse Kramer of bestinterest.blog. Quote, Charlie Munger and I are of one mind in how we feel about derivatives and the trading activities that go on with them. We view them as time bombs, both for the parties that deal in them and the economic system. Warren Buffett. Not to mince words, Buffett has also called derivatives financial weapons of mass destruction. Then in the 2007 Berkshire shareholders meeting, Buffett shares how derivatives hide leverage in the financial system and the combination of the two is the real cause of financial mass destruction. What are derivatives? What is leverage? Why should it matter to small fish investors like you and me? Derivatives and Leverage 101. Derivatives, quite simply, derive their value based on the price movement of a different asset. It's like a sports bet. The actual competition between the Lakers and the Celtics has NBA implications, but bets with real financial implications can derive their value from the outcome of the game. Leverage is borrowed money that's used to invest just like a lever arm helps us lift more weight than we otherwise could. Financial leverage gives us more money to invest and earn more profit than we could on our own. Simple example. You have $10,000. You convince a bank to let you borrow $100,000. You are levered 10 to 1. You invest the full amount. Your investment goes up by 5%. You've turned $110,000 into $115,500. The bank charges you a small borrowing fee, $500, and you give them back the $100,000 loan. And you're left with $15,000, a 50% return on your original capital. You levered a 5% investment gain into a 50% total return. But what if the investment went down 5%? Your investment goes down 5%. You've turned $110,000 into $104,500. The bank charges you a small borrowing fee, $500, and you give them back the $100,000 loan. And you're left with $4,000, a 60% loss on your original capital. You levered a 5% investment loss into a 60% total return. The physics analogy holds. The same leverage that boosts your portfolio can catapult it away. 
Neither derivatives nor leverage is free. Both involve counterparties who are charging or paying a fee. When you borrow mortgage money from your bank, you pay them interest. This is the same exact thing. But how can these simple instruments be weapons of mass destruction? The danger of derivatives and leverage. Buffett went on to write in 2002, quote, the range of derivatives contracts is limited only by the imagination of man, or sometimes, so it seems, madmen, end quote. Derivatives are often complex bets involving huge sums of money. Bets on bets on bets that transform an original $10 million investment into billions of dollars. Warren Buffett pointed out that this creates an incentive problem in accounting. Namely, if we both think that we'll win our bet, even though only one of us can possibly win, then neither of us will accurately account for our downside risk. We'll both be too optimistic in our accounting. And when repeated and multiplied over thousands and thousands of bets, Wall Street ends up trillions of dollars too optimistic until the music stops. Buffett said, quote, but the parties to derivatives also have enormous incentives to cheat in accounting for them. Those who trade derivatives are usually paid in whole or part on earnings calculated by market-to-market accounting. But often there's no real market and market-to-model is utilized. This substitution can bring on large-scale mischief. As a general rule, contracts involving multiple reference items and distant settlement dates increase the opportunities for counterparties to use fanciful assumptions. In extreme cases, market-to-model degenerates into what I would call market-to-myth, end quote. The 2007-2008 Great Financial Crisis was caused by derivatives and leverage. The short explanation is, mortgages were turned into bonds. Derivatives were sold against those bonds. If a bond goes to zero, you pay me a lot of money. Many of those derivatives involved leverage. The bond might only be worth 1 million, but if it goes to zero, the derivative contract pays me 10 million. Neither party in the derivatives was accounting for them fairly, Buffett's mark to myth. And when the bonds did fail, many firms had far too few assets to cover their derivative debts. Here's Professor Brad DeLong discussing the 2007-2008 financial crisis on the Odds Lots podcast. Quote, And it was the fact that mortgage derivatives were held by guys who were leveraged four to one as their core reserves that made a simple crash of an asset into an enormous interlinked chain of bankruptcies were at the bottom. No one is sure they're solvent because everyone has so much counterparty risk. They don't understand that everyone pulls into their shells and sells what they can and otherwise hunkers down, end quote. Solvent? Counterparty risk? Most major players in 2007-2008 found themselves thinking, firms A and B owe us big money, and we owe firms C and D. But if we don't get paid by A and B, we're insolvent and going out of business. So we can't pay C and D until we're sure we'll survive. Thus, the global economy freezes, financial weapons of mass destruction. I recently finished When Genius Failed by Roger Lowenstein chronicling the rise and fall of long-term capital management. Long story short, long-term capital management failed because their leveraged derivatives eventually stopped working in their favor 
and did so catastrophically. Long-term capital management, a firm of about 190 employees, had serious effects on the global economy. Why does any of this matter to you? My first level thought is, don't mess around with leverage or derivatives. You don't need them. Most investors don't understand them anyway. Just avoid them. The second level thought is, if you don't have an opinion on leverage and derivatives, you probably shouldn't like them. We'll explain why in a minute. But the deeper lesson is, be aware they exist and don't let their destruction scare you. Public markets are similar to casinos. We're using the same chips, the same cards, the same dice. We're all trading stocks and bonds, right? Some of our games differ, as do our bet sizes. But to the untrained eye, it appears we're all playing the same games. But I disagree. Some of us are playing slow and steady games with the odds in our favor. Others are playing flashy games with huge sums of money. Worse yet, some people are borrowing leverage and making side bets, derivatives. When the flashy levered derivative bets go bad, it can feel like the whole casino is crashing around you. Huge sums lost. Gamblers entering default. Should you cut your losses and run for the door? It's completely human to panic. But no, you're playing a different game than them. You still own your chips. Your process has been working. The casino is still afloat. Yes, their leverage and their derivatives affect what you see, hear, and feel. But the chaotic sideshow is over there. They're losing money. You can carry on. Many investors don't realize this. They assume they're playing the same game as everyone else. So when everyone else runs to the door, they run too. But investing doesn't have to work that way. You and I can play our slow and steady game, keep calm, and carry on. You just listened to the post titled Financial Mass Destruction by Jesse Kramer of bestinterest.blog. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H 
M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Thank you to Jesse Kramer for the great post and for letting us share his work. He's the founder of the Best Interest Blog, nominated for 2022 Personal Finance Blog of the Year. He shares personal finance ideas with over 6,000 weekly subscribers. Check out more of his great content at bestinterest.blog. This article reminds me of why many people see investing as gambling. In a real sense, there are ways to invest where you're literally making a bet like described in this article. But there are other approaches to investing that are much less risky. These include prioritizing time in the market over timing the market and investing for the long term. It's really challenging to know which stocks are going to stand the test of time. This is why I'm a fan of total market index fund investing. It completely removes all the work around selecting the right companies who will prove to be good investments. This is because index funds are self-cleansing. When any individual holding loses value, at a certain point, it will be delisted from the index and replaced by stocks that are performing better. Professional investment advisors make predictions all the time on which stocks will do well based on fancy metrics and poring over earnings reports and evaluating trends. But the overwhelming majority are wrong. According to a 2020 report over a 15-year period, nearly 90% of actively managed investment funds failed to beat the market. Portfolio managers are often Ivy League-educated investors who spend their entire workday attempting to outperform the stock market. If investment professionals can't consistently beat the market, why would I even try? Especially when I consider that I don't need to beat the market to meet my financial goals. I simply need to match the market. And I can do that by investing in total market index funds. But that should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow as usual. So I'll see you there on the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.